What is up, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero here with you. And oh, man, it's Seahawks week. I can't wait. I can almost taste it. It's so close. Everything the 49ers want is right there for them. If they win this game, they're right back in the NFC West mix. They're in the mix for everything they could possibly want this season. But if they want a chance at the division, they have to beat Seattle. So we're going right into the belly of the beast, right to the Seahawks flagship, 710 ESPN Seattle. I am so happy to be joined by Tom Wassel, host of Tom, Jake, and Stacy weekdays, noon to 3 Pacific time on 710. Tom, what is up? What is up indeed? You know, we uh, we talked briefly yesterday on our show so I don't even know where this notion came from, but it was so bad. It was one of those things that it's so backwards, like it's you almost can't explain it. But somebody's suggesting that this the Seahawk 49er rivalry wasn't as special anymore. Like, I mean, I know it wasn't for a little while there, but like after last year, and maybe because of the way the 49ers started, like there was nothing unique about this. I mean, are you kidding me? Like rivalry, like between the fans, like all that stuff absolutely still exists. It exists in the biggest way, the way that San Francisco is playing right now and Seattle just coming off a loss. I mean, this is perfect timing for this game. Oh, I mean, look at the games last year. The first game they play an incredible game. You know, Russell's driving down in overtime. You think he's going to stick the dagger in the Niners. He throws the pick to Greenlaw that sets the Niners up and Friggin' Chase McLaughlin duck hooks a 47-yard field goal, and Russ gets the balls back and goes down and win. And then the second game, they I mean, it literally comes down to the one-inch line on the final play of the game. So anybody that says the Niners-Seahawks rivalry doesn't have any juices out of their mind. That's what I was saying. Like, in the NFC West, from the Seahawks' standpoint anyway, when they play Arizona— weird things happen. Like they have ties, like six, six ties or, or a prominent Seahawk injures himself and loses his career, like Sherman or Earl Thomas or whatever. Um, or there's just, or there's a blowout. Like there's weird things that happen with LA. The, the two teams have played good games, but nothing with really high stakes, like nothing on the line per se, San Francisco, Seattle, have played real high stakes game. I mean, the NFC championship and it really any game in the regular season between the years, um, 2012 and 2014. And then, like you said, last year, probably this year, again, it seems like there's more on the line and most of the games are pretty darn close. And again, as far as the fans are concerned, they hate each other. Like there's no Rams fans at all. <laughs> Arizona fans are I've, I've found very polite about it. You know, they're like, oh, we, we know you're going to invade our stadium anyway. So just, you know, have a good time. It's like, all right, cool. But San Francisco, Seattle's like, no, I hate you. You hate me. And we like that. Yeah. And don't forget, too, going back to the to the Harbaugh Carroll days, like they hated each other. So that right. was like permission for the fans to hate each other. It started with Harbaugh and Carroll with the what's your deal. So like right there, it was like, okay, it is on. And plus they were so physical. They beat the hell out of each other. Style of play, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's right up there with Steelers-Ravens, which has been an awesome rivalry. But when the two teams are good, Niners-Seahawks is as good as any rivalry. Now, let me just get your take because you're in Seattle and I'm in this sort of 49ers bubble. 
When I say the name Jimmy Garoppolo, what do you think? I think, boy, that is a beautiful man. (laughs) (laughs) I think, boy, that gentleman is probably afforded a lot of chances and opportunities in life that people like you and me do not get. Um, I don't, you know what? I don't feel threatened by him. I think that when we're like, whether you're playing fantasy or you're just looking at your own team, the team that you root for and like their schedule, the most basic sort of reflexive thing you can do is just look at the team, ask who's the quarterback and determine right then and there, whether or not you think your team will win. Like basically since 2006, anytime your team has gone up against the saints that's a game you mark on your schedule. You say that could be tough, right? Because the Saints are just always dangerous because they have Drew Brees. Same thing with the Patriots. Uh, earlier than that, Peyton Manning or whoever. There, there's a lot of quarterbacks like that. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't fit that mold, right? He doesn't. He hasn't earned his way into that group of quarterbacks that I fear. Which is not to say that he doesn't make good make good decisions. Or can't make good throws when he's healthy. I know he's had a rough time with his ankle or his foot or whatever. And Shanahan does a hell of a job protecting him. But I don't feel like I'm going to get beat by him. That is the exact explanation that you should have said. Because on the flip side, I mean, when I look at the Seahawks, it's Russell. And Russell scares the ever-living shit out of me. Like, do people... This is where I was last week on Twitter, Tom. I couldn't believe that me was in this spot. The Seahawks lose the game. And I go on Twitter and say, it is absolutely unfair to Russell Wilson that he has to be Superman MVP every single week or your team has no shot to win. And Seahawks fans are coming at me blaming Russell Wilson for losing a game where his team scored 34 points. And I'm having to defend Russell Wilson. It makes me want to puke, frankly. (laughs) Well, you know what, though? I'm proud of you. Because what you did in that situation is you acknowledged what's true and you, you defended something that made you uncomfortable rather than defend your or apply your belief to a situation and get it wrong. It's like, you know what? Here's what I know. I don't like Russell Wilson, but what I do know is that he's solely responsible for their success. And so in this case, he should be defended. So even as a 49er fan, you have to, you were honest at acknowledging that and you did the right thing. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. You talk to Seahawks fans every day, obviously. Like, is there a feeling, do they appreciate that you basically have Steve Young 2.0 leading your team right now? Somebody said to me the other day, well, you can't win a game if you throw three interceptions. I don't care if you're Tom Brady or you're whoever. It's like, again, you're taking this sort of cliched concept of not being able to win in games where you throw three interceptions and you ignore the facts of this specific game completely. Like you're ignoring the defensive performance. You're ignoring the fact that you were completely out schemed at the end by the, I'm talking about the Arizona game. Yep, yep. Um, you were out schemed by their defensive coordinator. The offensive line was overwhelmed, which forced Russell's bad decisions in part. Um, like you're ignoring all that. Yeah, instead of like looking at what happened in the game, this game's specific events, you took like a general sort of critique 
that's laid at the feet of quarterbacks saying, well, if you throw three interceptions, it just ain't going to happen. That's just a poor defense. It's not like you, you haven't made a good case when you're doing that. And so blaming Russell Wilson, the quarterback, when he was the only chance you had to win in the first place, said staked you to a 10 point lead for most of the game. I mean, that's just, it's, it's folly is what that is. That is the complete opposite, by the way, of what happens in San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo. They look at his yardage totals or his touchdowns and they're like, he's awesome. Look what he's doing. And it's like, yeah, because Kyle Shanahan has him throwing everything behind the damn line of scrimmage. Like they can't acknowledge that the 49ers can win and Jimmy Garoppolo can also not even really play that well or not be asked to play that well. I think what we're getting at is the tendency to just look at things like yardage and touchdowns, which are so circumstantial. Like they're contingent on other things. I mean, I was looking the other day at a couple of games early in Russell's career where two weeks in a row, they blew out the Cardinals and the Bills like 58 to nothing or 53 to 10 or something like in consecutive weeks. And I'm like, man, like I I remember those games. Like I wonder what Russell's stats looked like that day. Both games under 200 yards passing. I think, I mean, he had more yards rushing back then, but I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know what influenced that? The fact that the defense, A, scored points themselves and probably had so many, or not probably, they did. They had so many interceptions that changed field position that they, that when Russell and the offense were driving with Marshawn Lynch or whoever, they didn't exactly have to go far. So when we're looking at these stats, we need to take into account the possibility that they're influenced by other things. You don't, you're not always getting the ball at the two yard line and driving a hundred yards, which leads to like a 400 yard day. Sometimes you clock in under 200 yards and no touchdowns. How about you hand the ball off to Chris Carson four times and he runs it in? Does that mean you had a bad day? Right. Exactly. I mean, you have, you just, it's about context. That's all I can say. So, okay. I hate to, to make this transition, but I look at the numbers and I see that through six games, the Seahawks defense have given up more yards than any team in the history of football. Yeah. Is that Kyle Shanahan said this week that the numbers don't tell the full story. You would know the full story. So I'm asking you, are they as bad as it looks? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, what is, I wonder what he means by the numbers don't tell the full story. I mean, you could, what he, he's probably trying to like placate them a little bit by yeah. giving them credit, but really so. what, what he could mean or what a person could mean by that is, you have no idea how bad this actually is. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> right. Not, like, not only are they giving up all this yardage, but they're injured. They have a serious lack of talent. And the defensive coordinator is about as uncreative as you could possibly be. So, yeah, I guess the numbers don't tell the whole story. <laughs> um, like, we can't sack anybody. You would think. They've got football players. We've got football players. Like just by chance, by the law of averages, like we might win some of those one-on-one matchups and we don't like one pressure in 48 snaps the other, the other day against Kyler Murray. How does that happen? Like, I mean, that, that defies the order of the cosmos. One pressure. How, what? 
I think they are top five in turnover, something like that. So the yeah, their turnover differential is always very good, always. Because usually Russ doesn't turn the damn thing over. Yeah. So I look at this game, and you mentioned Ken Norton Jr. And by the way, it hurts me to have to do this to Ken Norton Jr., former 49er. But I think Kyle is going to run circles around him this week. I think Kyle is on fire right now. We always talk about like players having hot streaks. I think coaches, especially like play callers, they get on a roll too. I think he is in the zone right now. I think he's going to just absolutely flummox Ken Norton. I don't know if the Niners are going to be able to stop Seattle offensively, but I think that the Niners are going to be able to put up as many points as they need to. Um, well, how though? Is it because you your offense is able to usually execute what Shanahan calls? Like, in other words, he knows his personnel so well and what they're capable of and not capable of that he knows just what buttons to push. To make, to make it work? Yes, basically because they're blocking. Because you got a lot of injuries. That's why I say it. They're blocking the way they blocked last year. Every run play that they do is like gains like five yards. They're insane with their run blocking. And when that's working, he's so good at running the ball, number one, and number two, using the play action off of that. Like he's got a quarterback that can't throw deep and can't throw outside the numbers, and it doesn't matter. So – with all the injuries you guys have, and even with the play, like Jimmy Garoppolo, okay, I mean, is he a top end quarterback? No, I, I love your fullback, Yuschek, and I love George Kittle. I mean, those guys are football players. They can play for my team any day. Um, but you know, see, the funny thing is, I look at like the loss of a Richard Sherman. I think, oh, that would hurt them. But I watched the Forty ers play against the Rams a few weeks ago. And you guys were like possessed out there. Their secondary is good. They're fat. They have amazing team speed and they're really awesome tacklers. So if you catch the ball against them, great, but you're not getting anything extra. So you really got to work for it. And the offense luckily has been able to use the run game and drive down the field and get up early. So the defense isn't asked to be out there a zillion times a game. You know, they get rest. They get it's like the perfect game script for the past two weeks for the 49ers. Get up early, run the play clock down, and the defense doesn't have to be out there very long so they don't get tired. Because you're right, with all the backups, there's there's not any depth left because these are the guys that are supposed to be the depth. Now, do you think you can stop guys like Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett for an entire game? Because here's the thing that they do well. Even if you frustrate them over the course of a game, say, you know, their first four possessions are punts, that that 49-yard bomb to Lockett or Metcalf is always just one play away. <laughs> like that can they could drop that on you at any time. So you've got a two, you know, you've got a two-score lead and it's you know seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It may feel like, you know, you're up by let's say 13 it may feel like you know what we've been in control of this thing the whole way we've outplayed them but all of a sudden there's that bomb now it's a six-point game and it's like uh oh can they do it again this is Russell Wilson like he does this all the time I feel like the the most dominating factor or ability that either of these teams have is the Seahawk offense and Russell Wilson. Like that's the that's the most competent 
feature that these two teams have to offer. And that's, I mean, you talked about that situation at the end of the game where you're up 13, Russell throws a bomb, and it's a one-score game. That's why for the Niners, I don't think that that defense can stop him over and over again. What has to stop Russell is the Niners' offense. That's why they have to run the ball. They have to move the chains because they're- Take it out of his hands. Yeah, yeah. you can't ask the defense to stop Russell Wilson six times. You know, like it's going to be really hard to do it. That's why you have to be able to run the ball and get that game script in your favor. They've been able to do it for the past two weeks, but freaking Russell Wilson. I have told Russell Wilson to his face that I hate his guts. And I you have where at the Super Bowl last year at this or two years ago at the Super Bowl, he was on uh, with pro football talk. He was on our set. And I said, cause Florio said, Oh, oh stats. Russell Wilson's going to be here. You're going to tell him you hate his guts. And I said, yeah. And he said, no, you won't. And I said, sure I will. So he came strolling up. I extended my hand. How you doing? I said, I'm Rob. I'm the producer. I'm a Niners fan. I hate your guts. And he couldn't have cared any less. <laughs> um, you- you know, I, I want to ask you a question about that real quick. Does it feel good? And I, maybe it's because the 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl since 94 that you're still hungry as a fan where you would have that kind of hatred for those that stand in your way. <laughs> but I've found – so just so your listeners know, I'm actually a Giants fan by ancestry. So I ha- in my lifetime – We've been to five Super Bowls, won four of them. After a while, like, you don't live and die with every single game. Like, I watch the Giants now for a few minutes at a time because there's absolutely no reason for me to subject myself (laughs) to what they are now. Like, why would I want to watch a quarterback just get mauled on every play? Because for 10 years, or at least six years, this organization can't find offensive linemen. They have no idea how to evaluate them any more than I do. <laughs> but my my hunger for like that next trophy or like I used to just like hate the Eagles. Anything associated with Philadelphia, even the Liberty Bell, I was like, just I'll crack that thing again. I just hated it. Now I just I can appreciate them and admire them. I don't know if it's just that I matured as a human or if, we, you know what, we won four championships. Maybe I just, you know, I'm satisfied. <laughs> you know, I think there is a difference between, like, I, Russell Wilson, he's the bane of my existence because he kills my team. But I can yeah. say, also say I think he's the best quarterback in the league. Like, there's a, you have to be able to acknowledge, even though you hate him, he's really freaking good. Like, there's yeah. no, just objective reality shows you that he's good. But that doesn't mean I have to like him. What's your uh, last question? What's your final score prediction? Oh, I haven't. I guess I'll have to think about that for today's show, won't I? Um, <laughs> you know, I think it'll be within 10 points. The question is will it be a lot of points or a little? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'll say 30 to 27 Seahawks. It's not unrealistic, but God, I hope you're wrong. (laughs) Well, I think it's, I think it'll be under their average for the year, which is 34. So I'll go 30, but not by like a ton. I'd be shocked if they scored in the teens. That that means something went really wrong. Yeah. I don't see the Niners holding them to the teens uh, by any stretch. 
Yeah, I've gone back and forth. I think that the Seahawks are going to be able to score a little bit, but I just think the Niners, like this could be a game to me where they don't punt. Um, Kyle is dialed in. They're going to be yeah. able to run the ball, even if it is Jermichael Hasty. I go 30 to 27. I, it is going to be close. And I know Russell tends to excel in those spots, but I'll go 30 to 27 Niners. Tom, I can't thank you enough for the time. Again, Tom Wassel, 710 ESPN Seattle. Tom, Jake, and Stacy, 12 to 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. I got to get used to saying Pacific. I'm so used to saying Eastern. <laughs> thank you very much for the time, Tom. You got it. Anytime. Thanks again to Tom for stopping by. He and I are old friends. We used to work together at ESPN Radio in Bristol. And that's you heard it. It's basically Russell Wilson versus the world. And if that's going to be the case, that's going to beat a lot of teams. But it's not going to beat a team as good as the 49ers. It's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But I just, I look at the units and I look at the matchups and I say the Niners go check, check, check over them. Kyle's feeling it right now. If they don't turn it over, they're going to win. Especially with no fans there. You know, that might have been kind of an equalizer, but when that stadium is empty, I just, I don't see how that Seahawks defense is going to stop the Niners unless we don't take care of the football. I just hope, hope that whatever hot streak Kyle is on lasts one more week, because we all know if there's one game or let's say two games that you want to win all year, it's Seahawks week. There's just something different about beating the Seahawks. Maybe it's the way they've turned the knife in you over the years with those big wins in close games or the way they have blown our doors off when we thought and did have really good teams. But you just never get tired of beating them. I don't want to see that stupid shot of Pete Carroll after something goes good for the Seahawks where he's jumping all around on the sideline or chewing that stupid gum like I'm tired of it. No more. It's our time now. So we'll see. It's part of a loaded late window on Sunday. There's actually more games in the late window than the early window after they flexed a couple things, which is sort of weird, but it's going to be amazing. Buckle up, guys. Let's go, Niners. Please subscribe, rate, and review to the Niners Nation podcast. Tell a friend about us. That'd be awesome, too. Enjoy the game, and let's go get it.